Welcome to Fully Yours, a podcast about food, the sacred, and ordinary moments of extraordinary belonging. Hey, this is Christy. This is Chloe. And this is Eva. And we are three friends who met in Boston in graduate school and discovered a shared love and passion for food and um, what connects us around the table and thought that this topic, um, when you pull it one thread, you pull it a lot of threads. So we're really delighted that you've joined us at the table um, to explore this rich topic with us. Absolutely. We're so glad that you've joined us. Uh, whether you're listening for the first time or whether you've listened all the way through, we're just so glad that you're here. And tonight we are getting together for the first time in quite some time uh, as an as an entire team. So we're very excited to be together again. We have been exploring this season the grounds from which we have grown. So uh, Chloe, Eva, and I find ourselves in various parts of the country, Chloe in California, Eva in Arkansas, and myself on the East Coast. Um, And we have been exploring the different connections of the earth and the food in which we partake uh, and the communities that we're a part of. And uh, tonight we just wanted to share an update of where we are this season and what we're looking forward to coming up. So I had the opportunity to interview my good friend Sandra Leva, who started this wonderful organization. She and her husband moved here um, from Seattle several years ago and really had a dream and a vision for connecting Arkansas, which is often known as sort of a big agribusiness state. This is where Walmart was founded and we also have Tyson is based here. A lot of like really large um, agricultural operations exist in this state. Um, But there's also a lot, there's been a growing movement of local food and small agriculture and Sandra has really been a leader of that in the town um, in Conway where we live. So it was just a real treat to um, hear a little bit of her story and her dream to bring that to this town and to really connect people um, just in public spaces. I think often in suburban towns, it's easy for people to be siloed and to be kind of keep to their, um, you know, their family units and their kids don't often go to the same schools together and Um, So she, along with a lot of other key players, have been a real, um, she's been a mover and a shaker in Conway. And um, she asked me to serve on the board of this organization she started. And it's been really fun to be part of that. And so it was cool to weave together that kind of local work that I've been doing and then also bring it to this podcast space. So um, I've really loved that. And, um, I don't know if we're talking about like personal updates, but I think I'm very much in a place of kind of resetting and taking stock. Um, I feel like it takes me a really long time to arrive to a new year. (laughs) Um, Mm. and yeah, it takes me a while to like put Christmas away, if that makes sense. Like, I just My Christmas really... tree is still up. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, I understand. I hear you. <laughs> um, yeah, and the holidays are so um, 
just the older I get, the more I just savor them. But they're also really emotionally hard because I think I just, you just become more aware of family dynamics, the really good ones and the really hard ones. And um, yeah, so I think I spent a lot of time processing that and then just getting back into the groove of work and rhythms and um, yeah, so... I'm excited for a new decade, but also trying to just ease into it, I think. And that's hard to do in this culture that we live in is like constantly talking about like new year, new you, like dramatic change, do all the things. And um, yeah, so I'm just I'm just trying to embrace kind of slowness and ease Um and some like challenging reflection too. So and I've been enjoying some soups and stews while I do that this season. It's definitely the season. Yes. What about you, Chloe? Yeah. So here in California, Christy, you and I um, explored the book, The Dreamt Land by Mark Eriks for, um, for one of our season seasons episodes and that was talking about just drought that um, the abundance and lack of water that can happen in California. And I think I've been reflecting on this because uh, a year, gosh, a little over a year ago now, um, we experienced um, some really devastating fires in California. And so to hear now what's mm. going on in Australia has been challenging. Um and kind of just the shifts in our climate and how much these resources are can impact um, or can be impacted by all the changes that are happening environmentally. Um, and then I went sort of micro level and interviewed two change makers um, in the Northern California area. One of them, Ruby Diane, um, is doing some ex- incredible work around community organizing and uh, especially through gardening and connecting to the land. And then Leo Hickman um, founded Classy Hippie Tea and shared some of his own journey of how he came to tea and um, his philosophy around tea and around taking your beds, which he describes as meditation, exercise, diet, and sleep. And so that's Mm. kind of this mission that he's bringing into the community around him. So both of those conversations were really fun and just neat to be able to um, interview face-to-face with some people who are making a big impact in the area. And ah, personally, um, (laughs) I feel like I got a running start to the new year and I had a big couple of weeks and now um, my body has shut down a little bit. (laughs) So I am, um, yeah, that's why if I sound a little congested, (laughs) I'm feeling not, not too well, but I had a very good couple of weeks and I think one thing I'm very excited about is that we went to get a bike. So I'm really excited to have a bike and to be able to start biking a little bit more as the weather warms up out here. Um, and yeah, and to shift from, from driving as much. So that's Mm. been an exciting, exciting thing lately. Very cool. Yeah. 
That's that's super exciting. Um, and Christy, so, I've loved the cooking with Christy episode. Yes. <laughs> Thank Me you. Too. That's been a fun project. It's definitely an adjustment because normally I cook with people. Uh, so to like sort of narrate while I'm cooking, it's a little bit strange, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's fun. Um, yeah. So I've really enjoyed um, enjoyed this season, sort of digging into the soil of where I am. I've only lived in my current location uh, for about six months or so so I'm getting to know new people new community initiatives so it's been really exciting uh earlier this season I interviewed Ben DeBeau who is uh the executive chef and one of the co-founders of an organization called Herd, which seeks to address various issues that folks come up against when they work in the restaurant industry so Herd tries to be a support system uh, for folks who uh, may not be able to find typical support systems elsewhere. So um, I really enjoyed doing that. And certainly the the water book that Chloe and I, The Drumped Land, that Chloe and I read together. And then um, coming up this season for us, we are reading The Last Lobster, which I'm mm, reading I'm through the book it. right now. Yeah, isn't it cool? It is. So I don't know how it makes you guys feel, but like I'm kind of brought over to the Northeast and like you can really visualize uh, what's going on there. So very much looking forward to that. So that'll be next week's episode. So definitely tune in for that. Um, But I did just want to close uh, with a poem just to reflect on where we've been with this season and where we hope to go. Uh, So this is a poem that I came across while I was on a spiritual retreat uh, actually a couple of days ago and found it to be incredibly, um, incredibly moving. So I just want to read a few selections from it. It's called Becoming Good Ancestors. And this is by Claire Roussel, who is an activist and she is an artist who works in the fields of divinity, humanity and the arts. They are wanting to tell us something, the future people, the people of whom we are the ancestors, yet they are the wiser. They are wanting to tell us that what we do now matters. They want us to know that they see the dismembered ways that we live and how difficult it is for us to remember how to return to the family of all things. But their existence is testament to the fact that it is possible. They know we feel trapped by the system of entanglements and obligations and the amputations of our imaginations in a system that only ever intended to keep us blind to the bars of our cages. But they want to remind us that there was a time when we could not imagine a world order that was not based on the divine rights of kings. And before that even, there was a time when we knew what it was to belong. When we were the firefly and the ocean, the stuff of stars and the breath of birds. They ask us, how did you know that something else was possible? Where did that idea germinate inside you? Show us, point to the place. Tell us the story of summoning your brothers and sisters to revolt for a life of connection and dignity. 
for what dignity is possible if dignity is not available for all. They ask us, how did you manage to build this world in the flames of capitalism, and yet all the while you were disconnected from your rituals, from the rhythms and songs of your people, the tiny sacred acts of care that ensure that the world is recreated with every dawn chorus? How did you handle knowing all that you knew without becoming paralyzed with terror and despair? Did you carry it? everywhere you went? Did you feel it hanging in the air and walking alongside you, the ghosts of extinct creatures following you around, reminding you of all that is at stake? Did you taste it in your food, forced from the soil and sea with chemicals and violence, food that no longer nourished but flared up in rashes and welts as it entered your body? Did you feel the suffering as you dressed yourself in the forced labor of people and animals, their exhaustion stitched into the seams and hems of your clothes? We see you, they say. We see you. We see you holding the crumbling world in one hand and the germinating seed of life in the other. We see what is to come for you. We see you in the thousands of varieties of potato and corn and wheat, the cornucopia of culture and craft, language and art, the compassion and commitment to the value of the life of the individual and the group. We know what you have known across time and species, across geography and incarnation. We know what you are capable of. We salute you because what you do now matters. I just found this poem incredibly empowering in this mm. current time that we find ourselves in. Chloe mentioned the wildfires in Australia that being so far away, it's hard to understand the reality of what's going on there. Um, everything that's happening in the Middle East is disheartening and heart-wrenching. Everything that's happened in Puerto Rico, uh, everything that's happening within uh, the denomination that all three of us are connected to, the United Methodist Church, all of this feels like the world is falling apart. And yet the poem talks specifically about holding the crumbled world in our hand in one place and the germinating seed of new life in the other. Mm. I just found it incredibly powerful. Um, what are your thoughts on, on the poem? Yeah, it feels very, um, what's the word, like uh, prescient? I don't know if that's the right word, but just very relevant to just some of the things you were just mentioning. And I feel like I've been walking around with this sense of the world is so not right, um, so not at peace. And there's, there are signs of creation and hope and new life um, all around at the same time. And um, it's really hard to sit in that tension, but I think so often we're called to. Um, and yeah, and it, it also reminds me of Wendell Berry a little bit and just his 
um, he's just so honest and real. He does not romanticize the land. Um, he's very honest about the ways in which our broken relationship to it shows up in lots of different parts of our lives and, um, yeah, and also just the opportunity that we have to be more mindful. Um, so yeah, this is a really rich poem. I'm really glad that you shared it with us. I feel the same. I think you both summed it up really beautifully. It's a very powerful poem, and I, it's interesting. She's talking about the disconnection and the dismembering and the idea of imagining our future ancestors looking back or our future what would the word be descendants like offspring yes. <laughs> yeah descendants is better <laughs> the future of humanity mm. <laughs> looking back and remembering their ancestors it reminds me um it helps highlight how that sense of disconnection how I often don't think about future uh, well, that sounds really bleak, but um, <laughs> that's a powerful reminder of who's to come. So as we close, we just want to um, send all of our thoughts and prayers and and all of the ways in which we can support things that are happening around the world Um so, uh, Chloe, you are doing incredible things by seeking to reduce your carbon footprint by riding your bike around town. Um, <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. And, and I'm trying to eat less meat these days. I'm, mm, I'm me trying too. to be, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be yeah. more intentional and I think that's important. Eva, what else are you, are you looking into? Yeah, this is a really relevant question for me too. I, um, and I wrote something on my social media accounts yesterday about this year I'm taking a really hard look at my own habits of consumption and mm. trying to um, repair, like particularly clothing, like repair before replacing mm. or buying only secondhand clothes. Um, and then also, yeah, being aware of how much meat I'm consuming and um, and trying to make larger portions of things that will last things that mm. I can freeze and pull out later and made my own, uh, Febreze yesterday, I big accomplishment that. around here. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> the recipe for that will be on our website. Yes. Um, I will have to reduce the baking soda because I ended up staining my clothes with it. So oh, no. thanks for reminding me. Well, regardless of how small the steps may be, whether it's making your own Febreze, whether it's riding a bike instead of driving a car, whether it's investing uh, with the UN and their various initiatives across the world, there's so many things that we can do. And it's really important that we do invest the time um, and our resources into caring for all of creation. So tonight, as we close, uh, what you do now matters, as Claire has said in her poem. So um, we wish you the best, and we will speak with you next week. Can't wait. Thank you so much for joining us at the table. We would love to hear from you. Let us know what you think by leaving a rating on iTunes 
Or if you have show ideas, comments, or just want to reach us directly, send us an email at fully.yours.podcast at gmail.com. For today's show notes, our blog, and more, be sure to check us out at fullyyourspodcast.com. Huge thanks to Steve Dry and Catalyst of Harvard Epworth United Methodist Church, based in Cambridge, Massachusetts, for their generous grant funding of this podcast. Shout out to the talented Joel Adams and Melody Stanford Martin for producing the original song featured in this podcast. Also to Melody for our gorgeous logo design and to our dream team for keeping us grounded and inspired. Until next time, we are fully yours. Thank you.